0: that depends on who you ask for far too many men it involves the nagging question isn't there more to life than this a man's world is a program whose mission is to empower each and every one of its listeners enabling them to join in the shared experience of personal growth and helping them to create lives and experiences which are richer more peaceful and more satisfying join bernie ahern each week for a man's world and make your world the best it can be
1: I've heard of Bose for years, but I thought you had to be some electronic geek to appreciate the superior technology and sound that Bose is famous for. Well, I'm not too proud to admit that I was wrong. I found out that Bose is an advertiser on HealthyLife.net. So I just clicked through to check it out, and now I'm proud to say that my home is equipped with superior technology and amazing sharp and bold sound through my solid and compact Bose Wave Radio and CD player. Thanks to HealthyLife.net and Bose, what a difference a click made.
2: You have the same idea as me. I want to work out and feel good, but I want to look good doing it. But looking good can be expensive. So instead, get the workout gear you need at prices you can afford, and you don't even have to exercise more than a couple of fingers to do it. Visit Activist Sports right on HealthyLife.net and check out the excellent and affordable running, walking, and training footwear and apparel. Activist Sports has it all in active gear for women right here on the advertiser page on HealthyLife.net.
0: everyone welcome 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 wow what a great time we're about to have you're listening to the dr. pat show talk radio to thrive by and you know one of the segments that we've created has been our enlightened capitalism hour and that's the hour that you have just plugged into now we're going to be talking with one of the leaders in the field of what i'm calling earning potential but we're going to let her talk about her journey, her path, and her, her talent. Today, these are some of the questions. You know, you, you might want to write some of these down. These are some of the questions that we're going to explore because not only do they have a profound effect on how we live our lives, but they will certainly, if you choose to answer them, help you get rid of some of the emotional baggage that comes around, that comes with our idea, our notion of money. So here you go. Are you making enough money? Could you earn more? And are you earning at your potential? And you know, as I looked at these questions and, you know, thought about who I was talking to today, uh, the woman that has really created a portal, a way for each and every one of us to take a look at what is holding us back from being all that we can be. This show is about that. And I'm talking about Michael Ann Volterra. And she has taken her life in a direction that helps women and others learn how to understand what they are worth and then actually go out and achieve it. Uh, Michael Ann is a financial uh, counseling professional. She has a private practice, has had that since 1996. She's worked with hundreds of individuals, couples, small businesses to help them do what? Who doesn't need this? Improve their relationship to money. And so if you're out there thinking, wow, I live from paycheck to paycheck, I can't even participate in this conversation, well, we're we're ready to introduce you to busting the myth of that. Michael Ann has been a regular guest expert on television. She's been on Como television. She's been on Mornings Live. And she's been on national speakers, other radio uh, programs across the country. And she is a pioneer of financial recovery counseling, and you'll hear about that. So, Michael Ann, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, you know, I wonder about how each of us gets to do the things that we do in life, how we've come to that place where uh, I'm on the radio and and here you are working with people, understand, you know, their financial worth. And in all of the conversation and all that you've done, and I just gave a brief inf- introduction of uh, of who you are, I've got to ask you a question I've asked everyone. What are some of the challenges, what are some of the obstacles that you personally have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Wow, well, what, a,
3: what a powerful question. Isn't that a goodie? Yeah, it, it, that's it is. That's a keeper. A good one. You know, what, what's funny is I ended up getting a master's in consciousness studies. And, you know, people go, well, what the heck is consciousness studies? And, I, you know, I'd wanted to study human potential and, you know, all of this stuff. And, you know, there weren't a lot of help wanted ads, wanted someone with a master's in consciousness studies. And I was so fascinated with money. And the challenge for me was how do you how do you marry this whole concept of money and the psychology of money with, you know, work in the world with my interest in human potential? And, you know, it was a serious challenge. And mm-hmm. I, what happened was, was I met someone, Karen McCall, who's the head of the Financial Recovery Institute, who had dedicated her life and her work to really looking at, you know, the psychology of money, sort of bridging the gap between financial planning and, you know, accounting and credit issues because no one was looking at the emotional side. No one was looking at the emotional issues underneath all of the financial education that was going out there. And, you know, when I looked at it and I thought, you know, my background was more from human potential, I realized that if if people... Don't look at their relationship to money. It actually starts hurting their ability to grow in other areas of their life. So the challenge for me was, you know, was this the direction I was going to go? And it meant being, choosing to become self-employed, uh, you know, building a business, and all the wonderful challenges that go around that. Well, that is, those
0: are challenges. I mean, for those of you that are out there that are, are either self-employed or not, um, you know, th- think about what that means, and especially in an area that you're talking about, because. I don't think that the conversation about money has been one that we've had on the table in the way that you're having it uh, up until recently. I mean, this is not,
3: you know, we we can't go back decades and and really look at this, can we? It's true. It's true. I mean, the whole psychology of money, just the concept of psychology of money, sounds very strange to people. You know, people wish that it was this nice, neutral tool, and we all know that that that's not the case. There's a lot of stuff underneath this that affects how we deal with
0: money. Absolutely, and we're going to talk about some of that today. We're going to talk about the term under-earning, what it means. We're going to talk about whether or not men and women fit in the same category. Uh, we're going to look at some of the myths, some of the romance myths that we create around money. All of this with Michael Ann Volterra and right here on The Dr. Pat Show. Let's take a short break, and we'll be right back with you.
1: HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I told you it was going to be a short break. Uh, we're, we're right back here talking about uh, money. We're talking about more money, less money, everybody's money, your money, my money, what it means, and how we react to it, how we respond, and how each and every one of us carries the baggage from one money question to the next. And I'm here with uh, Michael Michael Ann Valterra, who has become uh, what some would call one of the resident experts, a pioneer in financial recovery and financial recovery counseling. But more importantly, for me, she helps people, she helps women really learn their full potential in life. And getting rid of the stuff that holds us back, as we would say, the crust around money is what she's all about michael and thank you so much for joining the show today oh you got it well you know this whole question of money and earning and under earning or not earning or earning more it really is mind-boggling for people and i think i said to you before the show i don't even think women know that they're under-earning
3: but let's talk about under-earning and what that means you know that that's a great place to start and Part of this is a lot of us are caught in this pattern. In fact, that's, that's the central definition. When you hear the term under earning, all we're talking about is the pattern of earning less money than you need. And I think what happens is people have a tendency to look at a specific circumstance oh, this is because you know, the economy turned down, or I was fired, or I left the workforce to care for small kids for you know three or four years. But the real question is when you look back through your life or the past 10, 20, 30 years of your career, do you see a pattern? Do you see a pattern of consistently earning less money than you need? And I think a, a more relevant question is: Do you see a pattern of earning below your potential? Because that's really what this is about. You know, money is relative. Everyone's potential is different. I think in our gut, though, a lot of us know that we have this history, this pattern of consistently earning less than we're worth, less than our potential.
0: Does that come from? Uh, does that come from one's inability to a uh, realize
3: their, their value and be, the, having the, have the courage to ask for it. Oh, yes and yes. <laughs> and, you know, this, you know this, this is the million dollar question. You know, and, you know, one thing that comes up is both men and women can underearn, definitely. I mean, this, this is an equal opportunity issue. And women have a lot more challenges around it than men. There are more women that underearn than men. But now part of that, that sounds obvious to say because we all know about the wage gap. You know, women earn about 76 cents on the dollar to men. But it's still, you know, the question I always get is, why? Why do women tend to, on average, earn less than men? And that's where this becomes very psychological. But part of it's modeling. You know, a lot of us were raised with stay-at-home moms or we were raised with women that were not earning at their own potential. You know, their own careers were a backseat to their husband's careers. And that, that's definitely a piece of the puzzle.
0: So, you know, the challenge, you know, one would say, and this is really an interesting question for me as well, uh, one would take a look at where we are today and think with all of the efforts that have been made by the women's movement, all of the barriers that have been taken down, that this issue and this conversation is re- would really be moved. But it's really not, is it?
3: Yeah, yeah. You, you would think, and yet all of the studies show that the wage gap is still very much there. And again, people always want to know, you know, what is this? What's causing it? And I think that in a broad perspective, you have this, you know, the conversation sometimes centers around the liberal viewpoint versus the conservative viewpoint. And and real simple, the conservative viewpoint would be that women earn less money solely due to the choices they make. And the liberal viewpoint would be women earn less money solely due to gender discrimination and glass ceilings. You know, and, and the truth is somewhere in the middle and it's more complicated than either of those. In your opinion, uh, and, and this is really, uh, this is really the
0: question that's been kind of with me since I've, I've known you were coming on, is, you know, what is it that very specifically holds women back from asking? You know what I'm saying? I, I think there, there are a couple of camps, and you would know this better than me, but there are those women that know that they should earn more Mm -hmm. and ask for it, right? Then there are women that know that they should earn more and don't ask for it and then I'm really simplifying this and then there are women that don't know that they they are they're really worth more and and they don't even consider it but it's that middle group the folks that the you know group. have a sense that I am so worth more than this I am so worth more. They go to sleep at
3: night with a mantra.
0: I am so worth
3: more than that. It's really interesting. And the research shows us that they did an interesting study out of Carnegie Mellon where they they actually trained recent graduates coming out of the same degree program how to negotiate. And when they went to negotiate on their first job, they found that a majority of the women still didn't. So it wasn't around the skill set. A lot of women know how to negotiate. We take the same classes as men. You come out of college and, you know, it's true that there's a lot of women that don't know how to negotiate. But again, what was so interesting about this study was that both the men and the women were trained how to negotiate for their first job. Bottom line was eight times as many men as women actually did the negotiating. So that tells us there's something else going on, which is what you're going to.
0: There's something else going on. And, you know, that's something else that's going on, Michael Ann. You know, the question is, I think we think as individuals we can isolate it. I think we think as individuals we, we show up and we say, I'm really worth more than that, and I, I really don't know how to ask for it, and we think that's the end, that it's not seeping out into other aspects of our lives. But you, I believe, have a different sense
3: of that. Well, you know, one thing that I always talk about is, you know, the, the good news and the bad news for women is that we are intensely relational. You know, that, that's the number one psychological differentiator between men and women is women we have this drive for relationship and I don't mean romantic relationships. I mean we want to relate to everyone. We want to relate to, our, relate to the barista, you know, to the person who sells us the car and when it comes to negotiating it's very scary because a lot of women feel like when you say the word negotiate they hear conflict, they hear win-lose, they hear you know different forms of, of fighting and the fear is if I stick up for myself, if I ask for what I want I'm going to make someone mad. Someone's not going to like me. It's very scary, and it entails a lot of risk, and women tend to not be as good at risking as men are. Now, you could also make the case that sometimes men risk too much, but women, we need to leverage our ability to risk a little bit more than we actually do.
0: That, that's a, a conversation that I, I'd like to continue with you because I, I, I think I'd like to hear your definition of risk for women. You know, you're looking at someone, if you go to my website right now, yeah. like you'll see me flying out, jumping out of an airplane, yeah. so I'm like in the skydiving picture, uh, and yet I don't know that that truly represents how I am in, in the rest of my life. And so I'd love to hear from you what risk is, because I, I, I don't know, for me, taking
3: risk today is very different than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. I'm not really sure I understand it, though. Well, let, let me throw this out here. Here's how I define risk when I talk about this with women, risk-taking is really about learning to tolerate anxiety. I mean, that's really what this is about for women because risking is so stressful and produces a lot of anxiety for women, partly because we take a lot of these situations very personal. We see this in terms of rejection, you know, all of that. So if you're looking at risking, you know, it's risky to ask for a raise. It's risky to tell your clients what you're charging or you've raised your rates. You're dealing with a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. So one way to look at risk-taking is it's about learning to tolerate Anxiety, And when you look at it from that perspective, you know, that, that's a different conversation. It's like, how can I take care of myself so that I can deal with this heightened anxiety around taking a risk? That, that's a little bit easier to, to talk about than just go forth and, you know, take risks, which is very stressful.
0: Well, you know, this is really uh, a conversation that is much needed right now, much needed. I want to welcome uh, all of you to the show. Those of you that are just tuning in, I uh, want to let you know you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is our Enlightened Capitalism Hour. I'm here with Michael Ann Volterra. And if you want to find out more about all of the, you know, really wonderful things she is doing, you can go to her website. Uh, there's lots of information. And if you're hearing something here that's causing a little bit of twinge, a little anxiety, then you definitely want to go to www.womenearning.com, www.womenearning.com. You know, Michael Ann, I, I, I want to ask you, you are clearly passionate about this. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And I, and I would like to ask you, why is it, what is it about this journey for
3: you that has created this level of passion? Well, that's an easy one to answer. I worked with people for years on general money issues, you know, debt issues and earning issues, couples in conflict. You know, a lot of people called me a money mentor or a money coach. And I worked with a lot of women, and I ended up having several women that were in their mid-60s and late-60s who had spent years and years and years under-earning. And I don't even know as how years ago I even called it that. But what I realized was for a certain segment of my clients, Debt was not the issue. I mean, and it's not that debt isn't an issue for a lot of people, but there were so many years that they simply had not earned enough money. Mm-hmm. And I, it, I was depressed. I thought, oh my gosh, if only we could have worked on these issues, you know, te- even 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, so that they could have been earning more money and really working at their potential. And they were frustrated. They were depressed. And it wasn't just about the money. These were some incredibly bright, wonderful, vivacious women. Who had been working below their capacity, who had been working below their potential, and they hadn't had satisfying careers on top of everything else, and here they were looking at retirement. There wasn't enough money, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that there's a lot of stats out nowadays about you know baby boomers and who can retire and who can't, and a lot of scary stuff. I think sometimes what's left out of that conversation is the under-earning piece. It's not enough to just save money. You need to be making enough money to begin with to be able to have enough money to save towards retirement. So, you know, under-earning, it affects us now in the present in terms of, you know, we don't have enough money to do what we want to do, but it also catches up to us in the future. And I just kept thinking, you know, if only I could start educating younger women about how do you start earning what you're worth earlier so that we don't end up all, you know, in this frustrating situation in your 60s. Well, is
0: that what you mean by
3: noble poverty, is that, or is that something different? Well, noble poverty is, is sort of the subset belief system around this, and that, that is the belief, which, you know, oftentimes is unconscious, that there's somehow virtue in not having money. And a lot of women and some men have this. You know, there's a belief that really, really good people don't have a lot of money, that it's better to be good and poor than rich and evil. Um, and, you know, that the whole starving artist syndrome, you know, there's a lot of negativity Around money, And what's interesting is they did, Barbara Stanney in her book, Secrets of Six-Figure Women, she reported on this wonderful study that the AARP did, the uh, American Association of Retired People. And it showed that like 60% of women responded that they felt wealthy people were greedy, insensitive, and felt superior to other people. Now, that's, those are, that's pretty strong language for over half of the respondents. Oh, yeah. You know, and so the bottom line is, if we simplify this, if you really think that wealthy people are you know, greedy and and feel superior, why would you allow yourself to have wealth? And yet a lot of times consciously we spend a lot of time saying, yep, I'm trying to make more money, I'm going to make more money, I want to make more money. But unconsciously we believe that if we did make more money that would mean that we were greedier or, or bad people. So there's this, there's this conflict and a lot of this conflict happens at the unconscious level. You know, it's all part of
0: how do do we 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 try to stay the good girl? Yeah. How do we, you know, continue to be the good girl and create that throughout our lives? And yet, as we look around, my experience, and I want to ask you about this, is even though there are women that are stuck in this idea of I want to be the good girl, at, at some level, don't you believe there is a level of
3: resentment as they look around Oh, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, that's, I talk a lot about the whole resentment number, and, and, you know, a lot of women are resenting it. I mean, what's, what's the good girl? If you look at, in fact, there's actually, a, a, the term is the good girl syndrome. We know this is an issue if they're actually calling it a syndrome, and we can come back to this later in the conversation. But I think there's a lot of resentment. Yes. You know, when you spend years working for other people and putting their needs above your needs, you better believe it breeds a lot of resentment.
0: And we're going to talk about that when we come back from break because this is about empowerment. This is about enlightenment. This is about each and every one of us getting really clear on the things that are holding us back and know that our divine birthright is abundance. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. This is our Enlightened Capitalism Hour. I'm here with my very special guest, Michael Ann Valterra, and we'll be right back continuing this fabulous conversation. Stay tuned, everyone.
4: Why do you exist? What is the purpose of Earth? Do the stars really hold the answer to your spiritual path? These questions and more are revealed through a private astrological consultation with spiritual astrologer Martin Montez. For an in-depth and empowering interpretation of your birth chart outlining your spiritual path, visit CosmicCuisine.com. That's CosmicCuisine.com. And let Martin Montez give you the answers.
1: Information call is toll free at 1-866-461-6463. When you need a positive point of view, turn to HealthyLife.net, your 24/7 radio network for a better future.
0: Welcome back everyone. Welcome back. I know you've been sitting at the edge on the edge of your seats here. I'm with Michael Volterra. She is also the author of Why Women Earn Less, How to Make what you really, how to make what you're really worth. And what I want to say about that is you can find out a lot more about what she's doing, her website, and and, and really get some help. Get some help so that you're at that place where you are earning what you are worth, www.womenearning.com. And Michael Ann has been doing this work, uh, an expert in the field, for uh, over a decade. And is, is much sought after, uh, by media. She's sought after by, uh, people that are needing some help understanding what the dynamic is, uh, what's going on for them, why they're living in resentment, and why they're not at a place where they're really earning what they're worth. We were talking about the good girl syndrome, Michael Ann. Let's continue that
3: conversation a little bit. Well, you know, I think a great place to go with that is what, what is the definition of the good girl syndrome? And real simple, it is I want, if I'm a good girl, I want everyone to like me, and I don't want to make anybody mad. And that that's really the, the the nugget of this. You know, I want everyone to like me, and I don't want to make anyone mad. And that's true for so many of us, and yet how does that affect us financially? You know, and if, if I want everyone to like me, I don't want to make anyone mad, boy, does that make it hard to make a case for, you know, why I need more resources to do my job or why I need a raise, because that might inconvenience someone. And, you know, that that question around inconvenience... Is a core question and, you know, I ask people, are you afraid of inconveniencing other people? Because if you live your life in fear of inconveniencing someone, it's going to be very hard to truly earn what you're worth.
0: You know, that really taps at a core issue because um, I, I don't know about you. We, we've touched on this this gender issue between men and women. Uh, but I don't know. I have a sense that that truly is a good girl syndrome. It doesn't come up very much from men, but it really does move beyond money. It's really this whole issue of pleasing and needing approval and keeping
3: peace in, in, in the situation. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. It's don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. And you hit it. It's, it's make, let's not do anything that would stir things up. Let's keep peace. And, you know, what, what's interesting is when I run my, I run support groups for self-employed women and we, one of the things that we look at is the whole concept of sisterhood practice and really practicing asking each other, you know, where in the last month did you take care of someone else before you took care of your own needs and really talking about that. And sometimes it's about money, sometimes it has nothing to do with money.
0: But it's, it's really the self-sacrifice uh, syndrome as well. I no. mean, it's like, you know, I will, I will sacrifice
3: myself for the good of many. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know what's interesting to me is even when we say it's not about money, oftentimes it comes back and does affect us financially. Because you see a lot of this in families or in partners. You know, I'll do everything for my husband or for my kids or the community, but then I don't have any energy left for my own career. I don't have any energy left to put into my own work. So, you know, even when we think it's not about money, when we're constantly in that self sacrifice mode, It does come back around and affect us financially. We don't have the energy to take care of ourselves and take care of our business. We're so focused on other people.
0: And, you know, that leads me to this question of really asking for what we want. I mean, this may be a bigger question, but maybe not, Michael Ann. I mean, I, I think that what you're talking about is there's this idea that uh, we're not good enough. So if we're not good enough and we're not really worth it, so to speak, then how does one truly ask for what they want in life? And the reason I'm asking that is because I believe in the power of intention.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And if we're not asking for it or even setting the intention for it, then what are the chances that we're actually going to get it?
3: Well, there's a lot of pieces to that. Um, one piece is women need to understand that we are very uh, influenced by what we hear, by other people around us, and that's that's part of our relational nature. Whether people are telling us, "Boy, you're really worth it," or "Oh my gosh, you're so not worth it," that has you know a deep impact. I mean, if you say to a woman, "Boy, you really botched that job," she will wither on the ground and die. You know, and if you say, "Oh, you're amazing," her self-esteem will soar. If you say the same comments to men their self-esteem goes down a little bit or up a little bit, but not that much. So part of it is when we really look at how we're going to ask for what we're worth, who are we surrounding ourselves by, with, you know, who are we listening to? We have to surround ourselves by with people that say, you are worth it. We need to hear that, because otherwise it is a very, very deep impact on us.
0: Michael Ann, i got to ask you, does this then translate to... um... Uh, what do I want to say? Let's just take a look at it from a life's journey point of view for a minute. Uh, men are on a certain path. Women are on a certain path. And every time we sit down and we look at our lives and we say, you know, what do I want my life to be about? What do I want to say at the end of this? Are we saying that in, in, in cases of women, and some of it has to do with, with money, are we saying that perhaps women, uh, and I hate to generalize, but for the most part don't really think
3: big enough, don't have a big enough vision? That's a piece of it. What What you find is, and you know, we can even bring this back to research to make ourselves feel a little bit better here. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Women have a very what I call suppressed sense of expectations. Women don't expect enough to begin with. Is the other way to say it. Got it. So, like, here's an interesting study. They took again back to the recent college graduates, and they said both men and women. They said, How much do you think you'll make at the peak of your career? And, you know, these are made-up numbers. Just throw us a number. Now, these were for graduates coming out of identical degree programs. So this is not apples and oranges. Just throw us a number. How much do you think you'll make at the peak of your career? The numbers that men threw out were 30% higher than the numbers that women threw out. So, you know, that goes back to this question, why is it that women expect to make less money from the very beginning? Now, the flip side of that is, women are, that means that there's also this concept called the feminine pay paradox in that when you ask women, are you satisfied, are you satisfied with what you're making, more women say yes than men say yes. And that doesn't make any sense. You know, if we know women make less money than men, why is it that in general they express higher pay satisfaction? And part of the theory is their expectations were so low to begin with, it's not that hard to meet low expectations.
0: Absolutely. And I'm very familiar with this. As a matter of fact, my research is around psychological contracts. And that is the matchup between the promises—what's implicit and explicit—and yeah, and and really, and the the harder, the higher the expectation, the greater the fall. Because if you expect more and don't get it, you're really hit hard. So I think what you're saying is we shoot low, Mm -hmm. and therefore, you know, we get to a place where we're where we're easily pleased. At the same time, though, in what we're talking about. How does all of that feed in in the long haul? Let's say, how does that feed into the syndrome of "Wow, I'm not making enough, and I don't know how to ask for more"?
3: Well, I'll I'll share with your listeners a really fun trick that I think really helps with this. Because you know, one of the questions is, how do I ask for more? Whether I'm asking for a raise, negotiating, raising my fees, you know, whatever it is, feels so difficult. And one thing is, we need to change our definition of success. If you ask for more, you are a success. You are a successful negotiator. If it works, great bonus. That's a second success. We can't control what happens. But if every time you ask for something, if every time you ask for a raise and you say, I did it, I put myself out there, I really stood up for myself, you have to say, I am a success. I absolutely successfully asked for something. And
0: that's perfect. We're going to pick up on that when we come back from this short break. I'm here with Michael and Volterra. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about money and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break with the Dr. Pat Show.
6: In the long run, humans cannot tolerate ecstasy deprivation, said Felicitas Goodman, anthropologist. Tune into the Dr. Pat Show to learn more about ecstatic wisdom postures, discovered by Goodman and taught by certified teacher Deborah Milton. The practice combines body postures with rhythms, which expands consciousness, nurtures belonging, and nourishes aliveness. Milton is teaching both in Seattle and Blacktail Ranch, Montana, in August. For more information, Go to www.debramilton.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-M-I-L-T-O-N.com. NLP is a behavioral science that utilizes language to impact verbal and nonverbal communication, allowing you to rethink how you perceive what is occurring in your mind. NLP provides a system of knowledge and values, procedures, and tools for the purpose of empowering your life and the life of others. When you learn how to practice NLP, you can become capable of achieving anything you set your mind to anything join the empowerment partnership as they present the accelerated nlp practitioner training in seattle october the 8th through the 14th call 800 800 mind or go to www.nlp.com mention the dr pat show to receive 20 percent off the empowerment partnership whatever you think you are you're more than that
2: for all your live or pre-recorded webcasting needs, come to EarthChannel.com. Get your web-based message out to a select group or the whole world. It's easy. A pioneer in webcasting, EarthChannel.com provides the best products and services to big corporations and government users. And now, the same technology is available to you. They have the best Earthcast encoders, servers, and products to meet your technical needs. But wait, don't want to mess with technical stress? No problem. They'll do it for you. Earth. EarthChannel.com is your answer. You can use webcasting for lots of things, like advertising, marketing, customer support, training, and don't forget, web radio and TV. In fact, you're listening to a live EarthCast right now. So come to EarthChannel.com. Actualize your audio or video webcasting needs today. You can't beat the friendly service or the price. Call EarthChannel.com at 800-849-8978. That's 800-849-8978.
5: Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522.
1: Pep it up with positive energy power right here on HealthyLife.net. Healthy life.net.
0: Welcome. Back, everyone. Welcome back. You are listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is our Enlightened Capitalism Hour. For more about the show, just go to www.thedrpatshow.com. T H E D R Patshow.com. Brand new website coming up. Lots of ways for you to engage with us. We'll be having special gifts of the month, awards, and so forth and so on. All of this is in our expansion. We're also going live into Boston, Chicago, um, Alabama. We're now in Tampa and Seattle and here on HealthyLife.net. Very grateful for being here. My show uh, today is one of uh, absolutely freedom for those people that are out there thinking, how am I going to shake loose of the shackles of limitation around money? And Michael Ann Volterra is a, an expert in this field. Her website is www.womenearning.com. She works with women all over the world and this is your opportunity to really get yourself unstuck. Michael Ann, thank you so much for joining the show today. Oh, I'm, I'm loving having the conversation. Well, you know, we started to talk a little bit about success and I'd like you to, uh, you know, I'd like to finish that conversation because I think this is a new age of learning for women and I want to hear your thoughts about
3: that. Well, just to finish up what we were talking about, you know, I really do encourage people to change the definition of success and say, if you ask for something, you need to clap yourself on the back and say, I did it. You know, for example, when I was negotiating, um, lease space for a group that I was running, it, you know, it was scary because I was talking to someone who was a, I knew was a really good negotiator, and so I asked. You know, she said it's whatever it is, you know, 100 an hour, and I said, well, would you consider 85 an hour? Now, what was interesting was it didn't work. Okay, I didn't get the, you know, I didn't get what I wanted, but I felt good walking out because I said, you know what, I got the first success. I asked. I really tried, and I get total credit for that. Now, if it had worked, great. I would have been even happier. I would have gotten a second success. But the old me would have walked out and said, oh, it didn't work, oh, I'm no good at negotiating, I'm not even going to try this again, I'm embarrassed, I'm, you know, all of this stuff. We need to give ourselves more credit for sticking up for ourselves and really putting our needs out there and asking. That's a
0: huge thing.
3: If you ask, you are successful.
0: Uh, you know, this is, to me, this is a conversation that really touches to where we are, where we're evolving, especially for women. Um, I don't, maybe it's just the people I hang out with. But I'm running into more women that are in the sales industry than I've ever, ever come across before. And I don't mean just general sales, but I'm talking about sales from all walks of life. Pharmaceutical sales, farming, industries where they either have to get on the phone or they have to show up in person. And some of them are doing very well and others have said, you know, I really can't do this. What do you make of that? What do you say to women that are in a business? where their livelihood depends upon what they ask
3: for. Oh, well, if I could sum it up simply, I'd say you got to learn not to take it personal. <laughs> you know, I mean, and boy, isn't that easy to say. I mean, we've all heard the term in sales, it's all about the numbers. You know, if you, if you ask enough people, it's in the numbers, it's a percentage. If you ask this many, this many will say yes. And, you know, what you find is when you have women that are dealing with um, low self-esteem, This is a lot harder because if you've got low self esteem, you take a lot of this incredibly personal. It's not that the person didn't want the product, they didn't want you. And that is so hard to take that it's even harder to ask the next time. How do you get over that? You know, and part of that is changing your definition of success. I know at break we were talking a little bit about sports and you know, one of the differences in in between men and women is a lot of our male colleagues grew up playing more sports than, than our uh, our female colleagues. And I hope that changes because more women are playing sports. But men don't have this expectation that they're going to win every time. So they don't take it personal. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. We're just trying to play a game. Women, again, take it very personal. You can't win every time. A part of this is being a, it, it is a game.
0: Well, and, and you and I were sharing a little bit during the break because I, I was sharing that um, – I'm very grateful for, one, being raised by my uncles at a very early age, and, number two, for being very active in professional sports and learning about the winning and the losing. The important thing is is what you've just talked about. We've got to have the courage and support to get out there and make the call, get out there and show up. How do you, how do, you do this, Michael Ann? How do you work with women to help them at least get in the game
3: you know, par- part of it goes back to you had said earlier, do you think women are uh, resenting? And do you yes. think women are resenting the money they're making? And I think, and this doesn't sound very positive, but I think women need to get more in touch with their resentment. And there's a story I tell a lot, and, and it goes like this I had someone ask me how much I charged for giving a big seminar. Uh-huh. And I had no idea. So I said, let me get back to you. Now, that's the first thing. Do we allow ourselves the pause? Because when we. When we re- when we reply real fast, the good girl tends to kick in, right? So we need to give ourselves more space, and that's always okay. I called my mentor, which is another conversation, how to get a mentor, and I said, her name's Karen McCall, you know, of the Financial Recovery Institute, and I said, Karen, how much should I charge for this? Now, what was interesting was I wanted her to tell me what to do, and frankly, she could have said anything. Charge him $1,000, and I would have done it, you know. Instead, this is what she said. She said, Michael Ann, what do you need to charge in order to not resent doing the work? What do you need to charge in order to not resent doing the work? And, you know, that is a really deep question that I think a lot of us need to take in. And I thought a lot about it. You know, I had a husband and a small baby and I was out of my office. But just asking that question really helps us realize, you know, I am resenting the amount of money that I'm making or I'm charging. What do I need to be charging in order to not resent it is one of the things that starts bringing women um, up in terms of charging more money. I think that is really key. I
0: mean, I, I was just taking that question into the business that I'm in right now um, and what I've, what, I've just, what I've chosen to be in in radio. Can you imagine me on air with people that are paying sponsorship money and having resentment toward my sponsor and having to be on air with them on a regular basis? Yeah, it doesn't work. And it doesn't it, work. So but, many people do all of this. You know, it's it, whether you're doing a speech or whether you're on the radio. All of this shows up in our daily lives. Even if you're you're sitting there at a salary
3: at six dollars an hour. Well, and and that's I think where it gets scary. I know that salaried women are. Um, it's a very scary question to say. Do you resent? Um, what you're making, especially when it is a salary, and yet I would rather have women ask this, or women and men, have them ask it now and not five years from now. You know, the sooner that you get in touch with what I call your resentment number, the better off you'll be. If you don't ask for another decade, oh my gosh, what do I need to make in order to not resent it, you know, that's ten years that you could have been really working to, to change this, and yet it's very hard because change is hard.
0: Well, it's interesting, in preparation for this show, I had an email uh, from someone on the East Coast who could not listen today. because they, they get my newsletter, but they could not listen today. They will listen to the archives to find out the answer. And she wanted me to share a situation with you and ask you your opinion. Is that okay that I do that? Oh, shoot. Well, this is a situation. She's been working for a firm now for, oh, about a year, year and a half or so. And really needed the job she's retired from a full-time career so this is her second career but really does need that money as you have said to really kind of you know be thriving in life and you know she did this originally and thought wow it's a great salary and all of this is really this is great this is what I'm needing right now it's not the best working environment but it's okay for her you know what she found was she went back to the table um, and and this came up in the initial hiring salary and said I really like to, or you know I'd really like to ra- a raise and talked about the people around her that were getting raises. Her boss replied, you know we're really tight right now we really can't do it. I want to hold that thought for when we come back from break. What do you do after you've asked? What do you do when you see the situation is not working for you? And this is for women in particular. I'm here with Michael Ann Volterra. We'll be right back after this short break.
6: NLP is a behavioral science that utilizes language to impact verbal and nonverbal communication, allowing you to rethink how you perceive what is occurring in your mind. NLP provides a system of knowledge and values, procedures, and tools for the purpose of empowering your life and the life of others. When you learn how to practice NLP, you can become capable of achieving anything you set your mind to, anything. Anything. Join the Empowerment Partnership as they present the accelerated NLP practitioner training in Seattle, October the 8th through the 14th. Call 800-800-MIND or go to www.nlp.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show to receive 20% off the Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that.
4: Are you feeling stuck, heavy, or crusted over in some part of your life? Have you lost your spark? Would you like help realizing your dream? Do you know what you want? Call Dr. Pat Vasily, certified career and belief coach, who wants to help you stop those negative thoughts that keep you running in circles. This award-winning author and researcher, Dr. Pat Vasily, brings a powerful, innovative approach to helping individuals live life full out. Call 206-523-5522 for a free consultation. That's
5: 206-523-5522. I'm Dr. Pat Vasily, the host of The Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you.
1: In college, I took a lot of history and liberal arts classes, and frankly, I don't remember much of any of it. But as an adult, I find myself engrossed in fascinating programs on the A&E and History Channel. They've pretty much helped me to be pretty impressive at social functions, and I just found out today that I can purchase DVDs of my favorite A&E and History Channel programs right through HealthyLife.net. You should visit HealthyLife.net and order your favorite A&E and History Channel program DVDs as well, and then discover how many people you can impress during your next social occasion. We're healthylife.net, reaching and helping a worldwide audience without hype, without shock, and without shenanigans.
0: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is our Enlightened Capitalism Hour. I am so thrilled to have Michael Ann Volterra here with me today. Uh, and we're talking about many, many things, but really we're talking about standing tall, being empowered, and not letting our money stuff hold us back. Michael Ann, thank you so much for joining the show today. I, I began uh, asking you uh, about a situation and I'd love to hear what you have to say uh, about this
3: person's story. Well, and a lot of us, I think a lot of us can identify what happens when you ask for a raise and you get turned down. You know? and Part of it is you never want to leave a no hanging ever. That part of it is to say, what do I need to do to make this a yes? If the boss turns you down for a raise, you need to know specifically from them, what would I need to do? Is it get this certification? Is it these sales numbers? You know, get a specific game plan that, you, that they agree to, ideally in writing, so that this no can become a yes. Now, the other piece is there's nothing wrong with bringing in salary information. Salary.com um, is one. You can also go to Google and type in salary survey, and you'll get a ton of sites. Now, I'd say that you don't need to pay for any of the special stuff. There's plenty of free information. But bringing that in, I, I do caution people though against saying, you know, other people have gotten raises, why not me? You want to look at it from the point of view of here is how I've made you money, here is how I've saved you money. However that is, here's how I've helped the office work better. Here's how I've worked with the team. You know, really make your case of why you do deserve more money. There's nothing wrong with bringing it in in bullet points, you know, giving them a copy of it. But again, if, if it's a no, what do, they, what do you need to do for the no to become a yes? Now, the other piece, and this is a piece that people don't want to hear, is it's possible that it's time to lose, to, to leave that job. Yeah, and One of the number one ways that women underearn is that they stay in a job too long. They stay in debt in jobs too long, and they stay in jobs that don't pay them enough too long even though again we're back to that resentment and it's you know it's growing and really poisoning us it it we've got to get in touch with that if if they say no and 6 months later it's still a no it's really time to start job hunting it's great thank you
0: i know that uh, she will
3: definitely
0: appreciate this insight you know we've talked about a lot today michael and and i know that you are Uh, you're a very, very busy individual. I've looked at your event calendar. Uh, But for those listening that want to find out more, that want to work with you,
3: that want to get some insight, what is the best way for them to do that? You know, my number one recommendation would be to go to the website, which you've given out. It's womenearning.com, and simply sign up for the newsletter. It's on the front page. Click. It's free. I send out an article every month that is on some aspect of earning issues, whether it's on the psychological issue or whether it's on the skill set. And that will get people in touch with you know at the very bottom under the article or upcoming events. The other thought is if women are out there and they're really wanting to look at this from a group context, if they're in the northwest, they can join um, a local group. In January, I'm going to be launching earn your worth support groups that are telephone based because the, the realization is that there's so many people out there that are wanting to work on this that we're putting together support groups that will meet monthly by phone. So again, there's information on the website for that, and I would. Very strongly recommend that people just sign up for the newsletter so they can really get that information every month to really start working on their earning issues. And then again, at the very bottom of that is a lot of good information. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, as this
0: conversation has unfolded today, I know we've touched on, on many, many topics. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, Michael Ann, uh, out of all that we've talked about for the people that are listening to this show, um, there's got to be an overarching ar- ar- a message. There's got to be an overarching statement that um, that you have that we could
3: leave with listeners today. You know, I'd say believe that you're worth it and give yourself credit for asking. I mean, those are the two biggest. Believe that you're worth it and give yourself credit for asking. That's That's absolutely essential. You are totally successful if you put yourself out there and really ask and really look at, am I taking care of other people before I'm taking care of myself? Just sitting with that question really helps us assess um, what we're doing and how it's affecting us financially.
0: Well, you know, earlier you mentioned that you have a mentor. Uh, I have a mentor. And it really leads me to asking you the question, I, I don't know why this is, but I think for at some level women think that they have to do this alone, especially women in, that are self-employed. How important is it for them to move beyond that and get plugged into a larger group or larger support network?
3: Uh, I, I can't even say how important that is. It's huge. I mean, again, part of this is because women are so relational. You know, this is our greatest joy in life and sometimes it's our greatest challenge. But what I have found is one of the most effective ways to work with women on earning issues is to work with them in the group context because they're hearing other women's stories. Oh, you do that too. Oh, you were successful at trying that. You know, and connecting and using our desire to relate in such a positive way, it really propels us towards earning, you know, more and more money. The, the group piece for women and earning issues I really think is crucial.
0: What do you think of all of the new networks that have really sprouted uh, for women? I mean, they're electronic, they're local, they're, they're coming, showing up in, in states across the country. What, what do you think uh, about this? Uh, I think it's all
3: good. I think it's very, very good. I do think there's a difference between a support group and a networking group. You know, a networking group, when someone says, how's business? We say, oh, it's great. And, you know, maybe it is and maybe it isn't. So I think it's important to have both. We need the networking because we need, you know, one of the things that particularly self-employed women deal with is isolation. So it's important to have a place where we can plug into colleagues and build our referral sources, clients, information. It's all wonderful stuff. And it's important that we have a place where we can be honest about what's really going on and really get into some of these these deeper issues. And that support group may or may not be focused around money, but it's important to have a place where we can just really let our hair down and, and talk honestly about what's going on.
0: Boy, I'll tell you, that works for me. Yeah. It really does. Uh, and I know it works for many, many people. Uh, I want to thank you so much for joining the show today. And you know, in, in closing, I, I wanted to ask you this question. Uh, out of all of the people that you've worked with, out of all of the, the all of the folks, all of the things that you've done to help people, where do you see you yourself, Michael Ann Volterra, What's on the horizon for you?
3: Oh, wow, another great boy. That's an intense question. Um, you know, this this is going more and more um, national and international. And I founded the Women's Earning Institute. I was very regional in the Northwest and it's already become more national. I see the website eventually being translated into Spanish. Um, A lot of this information going throughout Latin America. Uh, I just had someone ask me if I would consider having my book translated into Japanese because it's helped her so much. She's an an American who was born in Japan. So, you know, it really is moving out and taking this out into the world where women really could use the help.
0: Well, thank you so much. We'll come back with our closing statement. Michael Ann Volterra, you rock. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be right back with our closing statement.
6: For everyone any race religion gender and age anyone that wants to know more about who we are why we're here and how the universe works a wide and varied range of people with different backgrounds are drawn to huna and attend the biannual huna workshop healthcare professionals therapists lawyers managers educators professional athletes college students and people just like you if you're interested in a more spiritual view of the world if you want to connect more with who you are and discover a whole new universe around you then huna is for you Call 800 800 mine or go to HUNA.com and learn about the September 9th through the 17th HUNA event in Kona, Hawaii. Mention the Dr. Pat Show and receive a special discount.
5: I'm Dr. Pat Vasili, the host of the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you.
2: For all your live or pre recorded webcasting needs, come to EarthChannel.com. Get your web based message out to a select group or the whole world. It's easy. A pioneer in webcasting, EarthChannel.com provides the best products and services to big corporations and government users. And now, this same technology is available to you. They have the best Earthcast encoders, servers, and products to meet your technical needs. But wait. Don't want to mess with technical stress? No problem. They'll do it for you. EarthChannel.com is your answer. You can use webcasting for lots of things, like advertising, marketing, customer support, training, and don't forget, web radio and TV. In fact, you're listening to a live Earthcast right now. So come to EarthChannel.com. Actualize your audio or video webcasting needs today. You can't beat the friendly service Or the price. Call EarthChannel.com at 800 849 8978. That's 800 849 8978.
0: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. I love these endings because we get to give you a personal message. Uh, Michael Ann Volterra, thank you so much for joining the show today. If you had uh, a quickie, a a straight-up personal message for the folks out there, what would that be right now? You are worth earning more money. There you go. Thank you all for listening. If you want to find out more, www. WomenEarning.com. Michael and Volterra, thank you so much. We'll see you all next week right here on HealthyLife.net. Make yourselves a great week. What
1: would happen?